What's going on, everyone? This is Fernando. I hope you're doing well. Today, I wanted to talk to you about torts and specifically within torts, the tort of assault. Remember, assault is a crime as well, and you can be uh, charged criminally for it. But you can also recover civil damages under tort law for an assault. So when can you do that? When does it happen? What are the elements for that? So let's talk a little bit about that so that you have that at the forefront um, of your studies. So a person is subject to liability to another person for assault if that person acts intending to cause a harmful or offensive contact, right? That Those are key terms, harmful or offensive contact with the person of another, right? So... If person A intends to harm through their contact or offend through their contact, person B, right, or a third person, right, that's that's the first part of the of the element, uh, or an imminent apprehension of such a contact, and the other person is thereby put in such imminent apprehension. So it's really, really, really important that the second part is met. The other person, person B, has to be put in the imminent apprehension. Otherwise, it's not going to be an assault. So for purposes of tort liability, for purposes of damages, right, under civil law. So let me give you a few examples so that you can really like sharpen uh, how this might come up because I've noticed folks tend to get confused like in the multiple choice when assault comes up, you know, oh, wait, are, are we referring to the assault under criminal liability or is it the assault under torts? And the bar examiners know to throw these your way because they show up in two different areas of law. So you got to know them. So let's take a look at the first example. So A tells B, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Right? We're talking about person A and person B. Person A tells person B, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Here, the second element has not been met and no assault has occurred. Why? Because the words alone are insufficient unless they are accompanied by some overt act. Right? A tells B. Next time we meet, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. No assault has occurred either because the threat lacks imminency and you need that second element of imminent apprehension. The apprehension created has to be one of imminent contact as distinguished from this situation, this example where the contact is in the future. Right. So those are a couple of uh, examples where they might throw you off, because if somebody tells you, think, you know, and you put yourself in the position of person B, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's pretty harsh. That sounds you know, pretty violent. That sounds like uh, it is an assault. But they might be tricking you there because. Again, words alone are insufficient unless they're accompanied by some overt act. And there has to be in the facts provided to you some overt act in order 
for you to be able to meet the second element? And, you know, was the imminent apprehension there? Um, so that's that's something that's really important. In the exam, remember that it's not necessary that person B be placed in fear. So you don't have to be placed in fear. Reasonable apprehension that suffered by the you know person B who would be the plaintiff is sufficient, right? It doesn't have to be full-on fear, just reasonable apprehension, right? And just note that if person A, who would be the defendant, that if the defendant's actions do cause the plaintiff to suffer fear, right, um, that's going to be something that's considered for purposes of allowing damages, right? Fear is, is a more like egregious form of mental anxiety than just apprehension. And therefore, that's also going to be something that you might want to consider. Like, yeah, here the person fell full on fear, you know, and as a result, you know, they, they were in, uh, therefore, the reasonable apprehension uh, and uh, element was met, right? But if there is no fear, you could still potentially meet the threshold, right? So just pay attention to that because you might be given facts related to fear uh, in the context of assault within tort law, okay? So I know it gets nuanced, but you got this. Keep uh, at it, and I'll catch you at the next episode. Take care. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno, the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, go to baregzamgameplan.info and click on the Juno logo.